fucking kale salad, this fucking idiot. Not that. He goes, it's the best thing you'll ever eat. Like, look, you and I can disagree on green peppers and onions, right? I, I'm right. Uh, you're not. Though. Green peppers and onions go well on so much. Don't Jordan, ruin the onions. Fine. Don't ruin the onion by attaching a green pepper to it. Garbage pepper. Here's what I'm saying. We can have our disagreements on that, right? Whether you think you're right or wrong, I would. I would generally assume that many people in chat would agree that green peppers and onions can be very useful and have their utility. However, Jordan's saying a kale salad will change your life. I bet it will change your life, but <laughs> you know. That's not the change I'm looking for at this point in time. If if Jordan, if someone told you that a kale I'm not salad, transitioning to a salad eating person, that's for sure. <laughs> that's one thing. Yeah. If Jordan told you, or if someone told you a kale salad will change your life, and then someone immediately asked, "Where do you think they're from?" Jordan's apartment building. I'm saying, where in this country do you think they're from? Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say uh, California, Brooklyn. There are a couple of very distinct spots of yeah. major cities. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, get not Wisconsin. I was going to say, you're not getting Missouri. But yo, those kale salads are knock your dick off. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Stochastic.com NBA strategy show. Tuesday, five-game slate. I'll promise you mm. this Despite this being a five-game slate, there is no shortage of pending injury news. I mean, this is a tough one, man. And for more reasons, Josh, than just the fact that there's guys who might not play or might play, but also the fact that Boston's on their second leg of a back-to-back. -back. Knicks are on their second leg of a back-to-back. -back. They have injuries as well. Um Lakers on the second leg of a back-to-back. -back. They said we'll know if LeBron's playing this morning. Maybe who knows? Maybe we'll get that news. As the, probably not. Maybe I don't know. It's an East Coast game, so we'll see. Atlanta, but then oh, another back-to-back. -back. You've got Philly, who was down Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey yesterday. Those are just a few notes to kick this one off. That will make your head spin, despite only having five games. It's it was a troublesome slate to break down this morning on the process just because there's so much where you really, it's just a shoulder shrug and you just keep moving about your day because so many things can change. So I'm anxious to play this late. I hate the 10 o'clock game on the late night, but if Embiid plays, then I don't feel as bad about watching a Philly Golden State game on an island. After that, you know, everything's done at eight o'clock, so that's not too bad. Could I at least chill for a little bit. Maybe I could actually fall asleep in between the games and then wake up and swap. It's also possible that it's going to be a Patrick Beverly and Paul Reed game. Yeah, that one will be less interesting to me. Uh, I will hope I sleep through that. <laughs> Yo, Derek K, $10 Super Chat, came in second and third in the $15 on DraftKings last night, was one point away from 130000 Thanks for the advice. Wow, dude. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you want the yeah. real wild one for this? And uh, obviously, kudos to the... 40k that you picked up and thanks for the super chat uh first place lineup did not have a member of the memphis grizzlies really yeah and like it's not like that they were bad wow yeah i mean 
I mentioned to you the other day, Steve Buzzard, uh, DeCults, who helped build out our Sims tool, and he he uh, he won the Millie on on Sunday on the championship round with a a skinny Brock Purdy stack and no Christian McCaffrey. Like, yeah. there are certain things that you think need to happen to win, and that's not always the case. No, not, not always the case. But we got five games to get into. Thanks again, Derek. Appreciate you, man. Um, yeah, that's that's awesome. I mean, that sucks knowing you were just a hair away, but obviously the 40K still feels pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, take one single second, if you guys wouldn't mind. Atone for your sins here on the strategy show. Hit that thumbs up. Helps us greatly. Yesterday, dude, I, I went back and looked. We had like 600 likes uh, later in the afternoon. Not bad. People rallied for us. And we appreciate you for that. Also, subscribe to the channel. We're at 90, almost 96,000. As someone said, you have 95,000 subs. What more do you need? Well, 5,000 more. Preferably, yeah. Growth is important. And we appreciate you guys. If you're new to the channel, just finding us. Hit that subscribe. Hit that thumbs up. Welcome to the family. And if you ever want to listen in podcast form, remember, it's out there. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any other archaic podcast platform that I don't know about, we somehow still upload things there. I don't know how, but we do. We do. Atone yeah. for that kale salad. Obi-Wan. <laughs> I wouldn't, I would like that. That would have to just be given to me for free. There's no way that I would ever have that in my life unless it just showed up in front of me. Here's the thing though. I'll bet you it's pretty good. If you know, I bet you they make it taste good. But hold on, hold on. It's a, as well, as good as a kale salad can taste. Just listen to me for a second, please. I can't. Dear God. We're talking about vegetables, man. Look, I'm saying it's probably pretty good, but I guarantee it has nothing to do with the kale itself. No, there's probably like a really fatty dressing on it. There's probably like mm -hmm. bacon or prosciutto or like yeah. some cured meat inside yeah. of it. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Maybe some curtains. That'll work. That'll work. It's the rest of the salad that's the problem. The rest of the vegetables need to go. <laughs> All right, let's do it, man. Yeah, Jake said dried cranberries. You're probably right. Yeah, <sighs> some dried, dried cranberries with some balsamic glaze, something like that. Why are dried grapes raisins, but dried every other fruit is just the fruit? I don't know. Maybe they couldn't keep track of everything. Like why why were raisins cool enough to get their own word? But everybody every every other fruit doesn't have their own word. Maybe because the size disparity between a grape and a dried grape is so much larger than a, a cranberry and a dried cranberry. Cranberries are pretty big. They are? Yeah. They're not close to a grape though, right? Yeah, some grapes. Well, you can't you can't take the biggest cranberry and the smallest grape and say no, well, it's not that extreme. <laughs> All right. It's not that extreme. All right, let's uh, let me ask Chat GPT. While we do, let me set yeah. this first. Let me, let me let me let me set this first one up. We got Indiana. We got Boston. All right, so. The Indiana Pacers are expected to get Tyrese Halliburton today. Expected to have him back in action after a three-game absence to rest, which was odd. Miles Turner, Benedict Matherin, and Jalen Smith, though, 
are all questionable. So here's, okay, so we have, by the way, just to set the table for you guys, we have three games that tip off at 7.30 Eastern. Then we have one at 8 and one at 10. So 7.30 lock, three games at 7.30. The good news is with a lot of these, like the Knicks, uh, Lakers with LeBron, we'll know about, Atlanta we'll know about, we'll know about the Pacers. I think we can just assume that Horford's not going to play today, but uh, he hasn't played a back-to-back all year. We'll know about that as well. But this front court situation is is kind of interesting right now with Turner and Jalen Smith questionable. Yeah, it's a disaster right now. By the way, two uh, x the size, an average grape to an average cranberry. Right. Yeah, that's fine. What do you mean? It's about what I was thinking. It's a hundred percent bigger. Yeah. You can't. What? Die, <laughs> dude. What? Oh. What? I mean, I knew it wasn't like a pineapple and a tiny fruit. I don't it, it, grape. Like I know, but still, two X's is significant. Yeah, but we're talking about two X's like a dime to a quarter. Right. I, I <laughs> they both. They're, they're both basically the same size. I understand we're not talking like car to a bus here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> hey, that's still pretty close, man. Yeah, when, you scale, are big. when you scale them down a bit, I suppose two X doesn't mean quite as much. Right. It's. It's not as extreme as it seems. My theory holds true, though. Anyway, what are we doing with this front court like right now? Because let, let's let's play it this way. Let's say everybody's in, and then let's play it as if you know one or two of these guys is missing, and take it from there. If everybody's in, I don't have a single share of a player on the Indiana Pacers right now. The highest owned dude is Miles Turner at five percent. You're taking on the number three defense in the league, the twenty third ranked team in pace. This is as bad of a matchup as this is for Indy. It's that good of a matchup for Boston because Indy's the inverse. But for right now, I legitimately don't have a single share of them. Uh, we have Miles Turner as a pretty sizably uh, positive leverage dude, which you know makes some sense to me. Sixty-five hundred, a one-point-one fantasy point per minute guy. You know, if he's out there, you're happy to get him on a five-game slate for sure. But the ownership that we see right now is telling the story. If all of these dudes for Indiana end up in, you're really not going to the Pacers. Man, but if you look at this, uh, if you end up looking at, at at two absences in the front court, how popular does Isaiah Jackson become? As popular as anybody can be on right? today's I mean, probably slate. The, I, I want to say the most popular play on the slate, but the problem is there's so many other pending injuries right now that that might not be the case. Like if LeBron sits, if there's a, there's a lot of question marks here. Yeah. Isaiah Jackson's 3,400. If you happen to not have Turner and Jalen Smith, you're going to get a lot of Isaiah Jackson. Even if you just don't have one of the two, Isaiah Jackson is going to be pretty heavily owned just by default because 18 minutes of him at, you know, over a fantasy point per minute is value that we don't really have like that on today's slate. So you're going to get to Isaiah Jackson as long as one of Smith or Turner are out. But I guess you're right. There really isn't much else if those guys are in. Yeah. Thanks, S&P. He got us the definition of raisin. S&P's the man. He is. Uh, Very helpful. The word raisin dates back to Middle English and is a loan word from Old French. In modern French, raisin means grape, while a dried grape is a raisin 
sec or a dry grate. All right. Fair. Good to know. By the way, raisins, underrated. They should not just be for children. Wait, but that doesn't answer our question. It's just saying that a raisin's a dried grave. Well, I think that's why it's called raisin. That's why it like stuck. They we took that nomenclature and started calling dried grapes raisins. Oh, raisin means grape while it dry ah, got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. It's as it's as simple as it gets, actually. I suppose I suppose it is. Do you do you mess with raisins? Do your daughter eat raisins? Uh they're delicious. Yeah. They are great. I like raisins. Yeah. Just never, never feed them to dogs. That can legitimately kill them. Yes, it can, which is so weird. Isn't it? Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure that raisins are more toxic to dogs than chocolate. Depends on the chocolate. The problem yeah, for chocolate is the caffeine. They still have to eat a lot of the chocolate, though. Like, like a, just about every dog can go out and eat like a Hershey's bar because the amount of chocolate that actually exactly. exists in like it the real chocolate? isn't yeah. real. Yeah. Yes. You, you eat one of those 90% joints and that dog's going to have a real problem on its hand. His heart's just going to explode. My dog's 72 pounds though. And she's, she, she's, pro she's processed some junk over yeah. the years. I'm, all right. Um, anyway. So yeah, for the Pacers, it's like the big man thing is all up in the air. The, the saving grace here is that this is a seven thirty start. So that piece is going to hash itself out. Allegedly we're getting Halliburton back with some limitations, which really just screws everybody else on this team and that's where it becomes a problem like can you get to a pascal siakam today yeah is he pretty interesting as a one percent owned dude on a five five game slate kind of as a gpp play i see nothing here unless we get like wholesale news that people are out as much as sean v wants to play aaron neesmith just because he used to play for boston uh i'm gonna go ahead and skip that one um, Aaron Neesmith, 0.7% chance of being in the optimal lineup. But, you know, he once played for Boston, so he should obviously play exceptionally well. If I were the Pacers and I knew that, I'd be pretty pissed that he drags ass every other game except for the ones where he plays against Boston. And if he had that in him, fucking play better all the time then, man. What do you, have, you, have you thought about that at all? Geez, if I were the Pacers, I'd try and feed him 50% of the shots tonight. Yeah, I know. It's where does it where does the scaling end? Just let them shoot every time. Maybe they can tank and get themselves to play Boston in the first round, get carried by Aaron Neesmith. It's not the worst approach. Matter of fact, is it out of the realm of possibilities that they just feed him 48 minutes today? I mean, that would be what I would do, just because in this matchup, you like you don't want to take any chances. You're a seven point dog. Why not just play <laughs> Neesmith 48 minutes? By the way, that would make a lot more sense for for Indiana. If you're going to get the best out of the team today, then playing the revenge narrative guy every single second he could be on the floor. There's no way to capitalize on that even more. Do I know? I, I know this is unorthodox. Would it be the wrong approach to just play Neesmith with nobody else on the floor? That might get difficult because um, he's going to get garner a little bit too much defensive attention right. at that point. I, I don't know if he's going to be able to dribble through all five guys, but maybe yeah, like one think, extra person. I don't think him playing defense in that situation is the tough part. I think it would no. be the defensive attention that he gets. Yeah, get a lot of extra possessions. Yeah, agreed. Anyway, uh, how much would you that like? Was that was good, by the way. Yeah, how much would you like Siakam? If Turner and, and and Smith are out, would that or just would that make any difference? Would that move the needle for you? Then we can talk about the Celtics here. 
A little bit. I think, uh, like, because obviously Siakam can move to the five here if he needs to. So if you start losing some of those centers, I think you get a little bit more of Siakam at the five. Or, like, it starts to really make Obi Toppin look a little bit more interesting if you start sliding these guys to the right a little bit. But at 8,300, he just doesn't project all that well against a Boston team that plays slow and is a good defense. He's the, like, on paper when you see his name, you just assume he's like five to 10% owned and that's just not what's happening. Yeah. Now on the other side, look, I'm just, this, I'm just, this is pure speculation. It's 10, 19 AM on the East coast. Horford hasn't played a back-to-back all year. I don't know about you, but I don't anticipate him playing what I, I think they held Porzingis out for one more game because he was practicing. I think Porzingis plays and Horford sits tonight. I took Horford out and I have and left Cornette out. I have Porzingis in, and that's the way that I'm moving forward. Me so too. I have the same thing we do. It makes the most sense. I, I yeah. think I think Porzingis probably could have played yesterday, but they figured hold Horford out on the second leg of a back-to-back, give Porzingis one more day. We've got Tatum at 15%. Everybody else outside of that is 6% or lower on the entire team, looking at our stochastic ownership projections right now. Yeah, and I'm while we have them at least a little bit negatively leveraged, I am well above that number. I have doubled up Jason Tatum. I have 30%. I think he looks fantastic in this spot. Indy's 26th in defensive rating, third in pace. This entire spot looks good. White, Brown, Holiday, Porzingis. Like, I've got a little bit of interest in those guys. We have them all positively leveraged. They're all about 5% owned. We think they should be in like that 8, 9, 10 range. I really want to get to these Boston starters for sure. Um, you know, who knows? With a back-to-back, it's possible one of those guys is out today. We, have, we don't have any real idea. I took Jalen Brown over on prize picks for today, so I don't mind him succeeding and getting a little bit of extra exposure here. But to me, I see it as a clear spot for Tatum. 1.43 fantasy points per minute over the past 30 days. We're talking 30% usage, 20% assist rate, 10 plus percent rebounding rate, but down to 9,200 with an MPE in this matchup. Not hard to get to in any way for a five gamer. I'm surprised 15% ownership is all we see. Yeah. And it's just, you know, the matchup to 244 total, Josh, 244 today in this game. Oh, it's down a little bit. It was 246 when I started the day. Was it? Yeah. Interesting. That was yeah, I mean, five o'clock in the morning, though. So yeah, but you see it, you see a total get bed down from 246 to 244. It's not, you know. No, it's like a grape and a cranberry. I was gonna say <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh yeah, not even a else? smile out of Jordan. What a curmudgeon. I know. He's still pissed that we trashed his kale salad. Yeah, go eat some kale, dork. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else for Boston you want to get to? Because I agree. Tatum does look pretty appealing. Could they sit somebody else? Sure. I don't think it's a lock by any stretch that you see, you know, Holiday or Tatum or Brown sit in this game. But uh, And they are seven-point favorites at home, by the way. Yeah. So uh, I don't think you could play anybody else from Boston if – if everybody that we think is in is in like if it's the if the starting lineup is white brown tatum holiday porzingis i don't see anybody else on boston that you want to get to how about utah on the road four and a half point dogs against the knicks 229 and a half point total by the way how about colin sexton just again after the monster game (laughs) 
I mean, their entire rotation is, well, they got the shit kicked out of them, but I think no one played more 10. than 26 and a half, 26 minutes for Keontae George, and no one played less than 16 like Chris Dunn. All 10 dudes played between 10 and 26 minutes. Amazing. Amazing. I think I think Sexton shot one for 10 or something was just, might have even been worse than that. Brutal. Just terrible stuff. Here's the problem, though. We have 3,600 Keontae George getting around 14% ownership. Feels like a fool me once type of situation. And at this stage of the game, I just have no clue what to do with Utah because there is no... Yesterday's game means nothing. Yesterday's game means as much for Colin Sexton and Keontae George as the game before that meant for Colin Sexton and Keontae George. Like, they're... The only argument that you can make, in my opinion, is that George is $3,600. So if he did happen to get, you know, hot and see those minutes, well, he's super cheap. That's all I can say about it. I don't have much right now. I mean, we've got these guys basically all 8% owned. Sexton's there, Clarkson's there, Olenek's there, Markinen is there, Kessler's there. You get a little bit more love for Keontae George. I'm having trouble getting to $6,800 Sexton, but I am getting to some things. If you're going to go to $6,800 Sexton, maybe just go to $5,800 Jordan Clarkson instead at the exact same ownership and save yourself $1,000 in salary. Like, I think you can, I don't expect Colin Sexton to continue to be a 1.37 fantasy point per minute guy. So I'm actually getting to Clarkson over Sexton. I'm getting that Keontae George ownership, which I don't really love, but just sort of a testament of where the value stands on this slate. He's like a 0.85 guy. At this point, the other guy that I'm getting right now is $4,300 Walker Kessler. Now, I don't feel good about that at all. His minutes are yo-yoing like crazy. Didn't play 19 yesterday, coming off of 15 and 16 in the two previous games. You kind of need some foul trouble to like really feel good about it. I don't think that's too crazy. The real problem here for Utah is the matchup. Knicks are sixth in defense, 29th in pace. This is a very slow. This is sort of like what Indy is like against Boston. This is a, a a slow-paced, good defensive team that makes it really hard, which makes me happy. It, like, if Utah was playing Atlanta today, we would be talking about all of these Utah guys that oh, we yeah. had to get to. So this kind of saves us on a small slate from having to just shrug our shoulders and pick one of the 10 rotation guys. We are, however, going to be talking about a lot of New York Knicks. Yes, we are. So... We saw, what was the starting lineup? Brunson, Hart, DiVincenzo, Achua, and Hartenstein last yeah. game. Yeah, yes. no, no Ananobi yesterday. Right, so no Ananobi. That, if Ananobi doesn't play again, then this team looks amazing. If he, Even if he does play, there's a lot here. I mean, we haven't projected yeah. in right now. Same. And, I mean, DiVincenzo played almost... 40 minutes yesterday. No, he played 42 minutes in regulation and he sat the, the final minute and 45 of the game. Uh, I don't know Josh how Hart, you don't play him today. 75. He's very, very on, but yeah. Josh Hart played 39 minutes. Yeah. Brunson played what? 34 minutes, but still had around 50, like just across the board. The only starter that didn't play 32 plus minutes was Isaiah Hartenstein. Yeah. Only played uh, very minimal. 16, I think. Yeah, 16, yeah. 17. Um, let's just get the easy stuff out of the way. Like, Dante DiVincenzo is the best play on the slate. It's not close. 
if Ananobi's out, it gets even more extreme, which is kind of crazy. But you're still expecting well over 30 minutes with Randall out now. And if that's the case, $5,700 shooting guard small forward at a fantasy point per minute, like there's a reason he's 75% owned. It, it doesn't get much easier here. And I think Josh Hart is pretty much the same situation. He's not nearly as good of a per minute guy as DiVincenzo, but he's still going to play 35, 36 minutes in Randall's stead and kind of stepping into his role. But he's 5,500 small forward power forward. So he's 45% owned. The problem lies in Quentin Grimes, who was not very good yesterday. Very big chalk. And he is going to be big chalk again today. 3,600 shooting guard, small forward, 43% owned right now. I don't like we have him as big time negative leverage. I still think he looks like a really good play. He's got a 20% usage rate when Julius Randle isn't on the floor this year. And that's not taking into account quickly or RJ Barrett. It is just Randle off. What does Grimes do? He shoots more. So in a way, I do like Grimes still. I have 84% of him at this point, so I'm not finding a way to get away from him. The four guys that are getting ownership, DiVincenzo, Grimes, Hart, and then Brunson's at 25% are the only four guys that I'm really getting to, but I have 40% or more of all of them. I know a lot can change throughout the day and likely will, but Jordan ran the Sims and start 150 lineups and we've got 91% exposure to Dante DiVincenzo. Yep. Josh Hart at 46. Yep. Brunson at 42. Grimes at 38. Chua at 21. I mean, that's a lot. And if you're wondering, I know a lot of you guys, a lot of you guys are already using the Sims, but you're wondering how it works. You have the contest generator and you're just, so I, I think the easiest way to look at it, Josh, is you're, you're essentially just trying to replicate the field as close as possible in the yeah. contest generator and then run it through the Sims, 40,000 simulations. You're essentially running this contest 40,000 times, yep. right? You could do 10% payout the first, like the four point play 25, 30% the first, like the, uh, like the big contest, the fadeaway. And then after that, you're getting all the sim ROI on all of these lineups. How often in these, in these contests, how much, when you simmed it uh, over tens of thousands of times, did this lineup win? What was this player simulated ROI? There's a million different things that go into it, but I think that's the simplest way to look at something like this. And this is something that the pros have been doing for a long time before it became available to the public. Yeah. Yeah. This has been, this has been around for a minute, just hasn't been publicly available now that it is. It's fantastic. It's a faster and easier way to build better and better lineups compared to anything that we had out there before. And yeah, I, I ran the Sims earlier this morning with my projections and it spit out DiVincenzo and Brunson and Hart, but I'm getting a bit more Grimes, which I'm not surprised by. We have Quentin Grimes projected for 18 and a half fantasy points. I have him at 20 and a half. That's going to drive me to more Quentin Grimes. For sure. And by the way, you can use custom projections. You can use yep. custom ownership on all of this stuff. Like yep. the, the real power of this tool, even though, you know, our projections and ownership are, are fantastic and you can use them by themselves. But the real power is like, it's it's the simulation tool that means the most. Anybody else can do projections or ownership. Not doesn't yeah. mean anyone can do them well. Right. But, but this is, that's the difference. Miami Highlight, dude, our Discord was on fire the other day. Miami Highlight, been using the NBA Sims since Sunday and just took down the $4.20 max four-point play. I, you know, it's crazy because he played $4 and won 6K 
I wonder if he got a free Sims package through using the avatar and like binking a low dollar contest or something like that. Maybe. You know what I mean? I, it's, it's certainly possible. I mean, that's the way to do it. That's what we're trying to tell people to do. At yeah. least. Single entered it though, four bucks into $6,000. And then how about this one, man? Uh, this is from our premium discord as well. By the way, link in the description and in chat, we have the all access Sims now, which is every sport. And if you rock our avatar on those sites, you get a massive discount in perpetuity forever, every single month. Uh, or if you just wanted to do the NBA Sims by themselves for a week or a month, links to all that are in the description as well. But um, dude, Tref, what is it? Tref W took down second, third, and fourth in the big contest on DraftKings. 30K, 20K, and 10K on the same night uh, using the Sims tool. So Must be nice. It I know. It works. It works, it does. man. Check it, does. it out. Links down there. You'll see it for weekly. You'll see it for monthly. And if you want all access for NBA, uh, NFL, what? PGA. There's MMA. More. NBA. All, what's that? MMA. Yeah, I mentioned that, but I mean, all that, all that is included in a huge discount. Stochastic.com slash avatar if you want to rock the avatar and, and get access to that discount as well. Or just yeah. finish top three in a field of 5,000 or more and tweet us your wins. Yeah, and get that's, that month. one's easy too. Costs you nothing. Yeah, costs you nothing. And you get a free month, $200 value, any sport you want. All right, let's move on here. Unless there's any, I think we covered New York for the most part. I mean, this is huge. yeah. If it's not for those four guys, like I don't think you can get to Hartenstein right now because it seems like they're being cautious about his minutes. And now we've already seen Precious Achua's price jump to fifty four hundred, so he's okay as an option at fifty four hundred because he has power forward eligibility. But everybody else, like Ananobi's five percent owned, McBride's two, Jericho Sims isn't owned, Hartenstein isn't owned. You're getting to those four dudes in a big, big way with DiVincenzo being. The, a no-brainer. Only other question. We can keep this quick. If Ananobi sits, do we do anything different? Yeah, I mean, then we start having conversations about what Jericho Sims and Precious Achua look like. I mean, yeah. I, I think Precious played like a real staggering amount of minutes, and it's not like Sims was limited. 33 minutes, and had that game not been at, you know, out of reach, he would have played around 34, 35 minutes. You certainly like Grimes more. If Ananobi is out, they just run out of different places to send those minutes. Um, but yeah, like Sims and Achua then become guys that we sort of have to pay attention to a little bit more. They didn't go to Malachi Flynn, Ryan Archidiakono, or Charlie Brown other than uh, blowout time yesterday. So they were willing to lock in an eight-man rotation. That tells you a lot. Yeah. At that point, you're probably only avoiding Isaiah Hartenstein. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now, I want to talk about the Lakers here because this one, this one gets a little odd as well. LeBron James, I think it was Josh of Los Angeles in our chat earlier said that LeBron said he was going to play. I, I, I didn't. I didn't see it, but I don't care at all since it's seven thirty. Right. Yeah, it doesn't matter. All I'm saying is that we can officially consider him not officially, but we can consider him questionable. I mean, he was going to be questionable no matter what. He's been right. questionable I, well, every just, game of the year. <laughs> yes, but I mean, right. But I mean, second of a back-to-back -back here, uh, coming off 37 minutes yesterday. We'll see. I don't know. Either way, here's what we do know. He's questionable. Outside of that, there's no real injury news for the Lakers. They're five-point dogs. This game has a 247 total in Atlanta today. 
And we haven't even gotten into the fact that DeJounte Murray is still questionable. Uh, DeAndre Hunter could play. My guess is he doesn't, but I think this is the first time he's been questionable since he was out. So it where is. do you want to start with this one? Huge total, highest on the slate. I mean, if AD's playing, I like him a lot at 9,600, power forward center, not going to meet a lot of resistance against the number 28-ranked defense in the Hawks. He's a 1.42 fantasy point-per-minute guy. You know, we're talking 27% usage, 15% assist rate, 20% rebounding rate. I got a projected for 27 and 12. The fact that you can put him in at power forward just makes life even easier. So to me, the first guy that I want to get to is Anthony Davis, and we see that in the ownership. He is the most owned dude here. The second most owned guy here is D'Angelo Russell, 7,100, point guard only. He's 21% owned. We like it. I don't like it. I barely have him. I'm with his price up now. I'm a little apprehensive about getting to Russell. Like you're you're paying for it now and you need it to go well. Great spot against Atlanta for sure. But I think he's the easiest guy that I can get away from. I'm getting to a little bit of Austin Reeves at 5,900. I tend to prefer him to Russell, given the price tags. LeBron, as always, is totally fine at 9,700, but I think it's easier to get to Jason Tatum than LeBron James in that price tier, similar positions. And then if you need a little bit of value, $3,700 small forward only, Torian Prince isn't your worst option in the world. We have Jared Vanderbilt with uh, some pretty positive leverage. We also have him in for 27 minutes, which is a little bit more than I'm willing to go to right now. All right. So how about this? Let's look at it. Let's look at it from a different angle here. If, if everyone's in, do we have priorities? AD to me is a priority. Okay. Man, if, like, if, go ahead. you have Embiid at 12 K if he's playing the next most expensive guy on today's slate is 9,900 for Tyrese Halliburton. Right. Who, I mean, do we have any concerns about Halliburton's? This is the weird yeah, thing. He's, he's limited. It, it came out that like, he's not just getting let right. loose today because he but, was let loose, played 35 minutes after a 10 day hiatus. And then he comes back and it's like, well, he's taking three days off. Yeah. Or three uh, games you're, off. you're not playing Halliburton. And it is very, very, very difficult to justify Joel Embiid today. Um, which then makes the highest guy, the, the biggest payup that you could reasonably think about is Trey Young at 9,800, LeBron at 97, and AD at 96. I love getting to Anthony Davis when everybody else is off the slate. So what about Trey Young if DeJounte Murray sits? Looks exceptional. Uh, kind of like the eight, like the guard version of AD at that point. Because you're just jacking up rates to a sizable amount. Now, I'm already high on Trey, but I only got 4%. But you're going to need um, you're going to need Murray to be out to really get here. The guy that I like the most that is not pulling the same sort of love that I'm giving him is Jalen Johnson at 7,400. 3% owned. I have him in for 36 minutes. We only went to 34. He plays 36 minutes every night. 42 Last time out in regulation, no Murray. 37 the game before that, regulation. 36 the game before that, regulation. 38 the game before that, in regulation. He had two 34s before that. Then it was 38, 37 and a half, and 36. This guy plays 36 minutes a night when it's competitive. And I don't think that that's changing at this point. I love him in GPPs in this spot. I have 22% right now. I have him projected for... Four and a half more fantasy points. So that's causing me to get to a pretty sizable amount of Jalen Johnson. I do have Hunter in. 
as do we. I only went 20 minutes. We went 28. It feels a little heavy to me right now. Um, I just, they don't, I don't feel like they're going to just throw him to the wolves. I think they're more likely to trade him in the next two weeks. So I think they just kind of need to show that he's healthy. As I look at it, Trey Young and Jalen Johnson are the two guys that I want the most. These guys are pulling no ownership though. This Murray news is huge though. If he sits because yeah, it, it's huge for, it, across the board too. It's huge for Bogdanovich. Yes. It's huge for Jalen Johnson. It's big for Sadiq Bay. So think about this for a second though. You have Trey Young who with Murray on the floor, Almost a 30% usage rate. Not bad yep. at all. Almost a 30% usage rate. His assist rate's 40%. His fantasy point, DraftKing points per minute is uh, 1.3. He has a 51% assist rate and 34.5% usage rate without DeJounte Murray on the floor. Almost 1.4 DraftKing points per minute. And last game with DeJounte Murray sidelined, he ended up playing 42 minutes in regulation. Yeah. Yeah, you get a minutes bump, you get a rates bump, you get an everything bump for Trey Young when he's gone. It's gonna be look. It's gonna look really good in two weeks when Dejounte Murray isn't on the Hawks anymore. Trey Young can go back to just letting it fly. Yeah, yeah. Until he's like ten eight, and then you go, all right. Well, it's time to reevaluate things. Yep, but at 90, that's exactly how it'll happen. Yep, ninety eight hundred in a two forty seven game. They I mean their implied total on this slate has to be. I haven't looked, I, but I got it at one twenty five, just shy of one twenty six. Uh, highest on the slate. It should be, yeah. Yeah, like a point higher than Boston or so. Yeah, yeah. So that's significant. This is big news. Anything else on Atlanta you want to talk about? Not really. Like we we need that news for sure. Like Capella's fine. Okongwu's fine. Murray's fine. On a five game slate, like you could work your way into just about anything. But we don't have big optimal rates or ownership on anybody here. We do have positive leverage across the board, but I think a little bit of that has to do with the fact that we have that Q tag. Toronto and Chicago. All right. So here's another one. Chicago, six point favorites, 227 and a half point total. Barrett's out. You yeah. quickly's doubtful. And Jakob Pertle's listed as questionable, right? Yeah. Uh, that's pretty significant. So first question do you think Pirtle plays today? Yes. Well, I have him in. Okay. Let's. So do we, by the way. Let's yeah. assume that's the case. We're we not playing him. What's that? I, I'm not playing him, at least. I guess that's probably the way to say it. Yeah, it's, that's fair. But just, just to get a, you know, you know, overview of this team, you have ownership going to Scotty Barnes, to Dennis Schroeder, 20-plus percent to all of these guys to Bruce Brown as well. Uh, all of them negative leverage in the boom bust tool right now, looking at like 14, 16, 18% optimal rates on Brown, Schroeder, and Barnes respectively. But I will say kind of, and I know it's not exactly the best matchup, slow matchup, 227 and a half point total. But with Barrett and, you know, presumably quickly out of this lineup, there's still some value here. There is, but I don't think it's extreme. I kind of agree with the negative leverage that we have. These guys should be around 20%, and that's where I'm at. Like, I've got 20% of Dennis Schroeder. He's projected for 25% ownership. I'm a little over on Gary Trent, but I'm still under 20%. I'm a little light on Bruce Brown, but I'm still in double digits. And I'm a little light on Scotty Barnes, but I'm still on double digits. I don't... His assist prop was 
for Scotty Barnes, the best prop that you were able to bet for him was under six and a half assists earlier today. Um, I went through all the data for him. I can't figure out how that line is getting there with all those guys off. He doesn't get this massive assist rate bump. Even if you want to stagger him intruder, you don't seem to see it in any sort of short samples. So I'm not as heavy on Scotty Barnes as I think the public is going to be, which I'm okay with. Uh, but the guy that I'm getting to the most here is Dennis Schroeder, 5,600 point guard only. They just don't have many guys that do the things that he wanted to do, wants to do. Now we have Jordan Wara, very positively leveraged, 17% optimal, 6.5% owned. I think we have him over projected by a little bit. Wara is at 0.99 fantasy points per minute, basically since he's been with the team. And I think that is carrying a little bit of weight. He's traditionally like a like a 0.85 guy, and that's where I have him. So I think we're a, like a fantasy point or two ahead on Jordan Wara right now, and we're not going to see that positive leverage later. Okay. So clear viable options, just nothing that stands out as get them everywhere. What, what's our Sims exposure, Jordan? Let me pull this up. I just want to see where we're at on these guys. Yeah, we're actually we're, – we're essentially with the field on Schroeder in this early morning Sims run. Yeah. And then we're we're under the field on Barnes, under by a lot on Bruce Brown. But like you said, we we're talking about the leverage. We are over on Jordan Nora by you know two x the field, getting to around fourteen and a half percent. Yeah, that's not going to look like that by the time we get later in the day. I'm very just, confident in that. Well, just so much news that's yeah. going to break. Yeah. yeah, one one way or another, we're going to have pretty significant news, like one way or another. Yeah. Jason said, fun presidential fact, 10th president John Tyler has a grandson still alive in 2023. Wait, Wait Jason, who? What, what's the what's the rest of the name? Huh? Can you help me? Uh, Jay, I'm trying to find that in chat. Jason, who? Fuck have I now, man. <laughs> Anish Anslin. Jason Anish Anslin. Gazoon tight. Uh, yeah, that's interesting, though. It is. When yeah. he died, when he died, nobody else, nobody else, like any former presidents, any, anyone else, anyone in government, no one even went to his funeral. No one even acknowledged that he died. That's that's how much they hated him. Oh, what a dream. <laughs> that's how much they hated him. I wish everybody, when everyone died, that's how the world operated. It's crazy, right? It would be great. But we Harris, just like dude, we just like went about our business. Can and you didn't just can, can you just else. appreciate how insane this is? Harrison, who was he was Tyler was the vice president. Harrison was old, and they were like, "You probably shouldn't go out and do the inauguration speech. It's it's cold and it's raining." And he's like, "I'm going to do it anyway." He goes out for like 90 minutes, gets pneumonia, dies like four, three or four weeks later. Then John Tyler takes over and, they, and they're like, wait, 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 no, no, no. And he goes, no, I'm president now. And I served four full years. That's what happened because they had nothing. He just, he just trumped it. He's yeah. like, no, no, I'm the president. They had well, Trump was elected unless you're you know you're talking to i mean where he's just like no but, no it's still me right right but this guy's <laughs> like no i am president now and dude they hated it because they wanted to get yeah they wanted to get their own guy and he's just like nope it's mine 
let let me know, let me know what you need, but I'm president now. That's so crazy. Like that's in that's this the way country, to go. We gotta bring that the good old days back. It's crazy, man. <laughs> anyway, uh it really makes you wonder, like, what did he know? Where they're just like, uh, like did they care then? Could, could you was there like bad press in 1810 or whatever this dude was the president? Well, if there was, it didn't travel well. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, did he have like leverage to be able to do that? Or were they just like, eh? There were, yeah, I mean, there was nothing. Like, why didn't they just kill him? The, that's true. There was no framework that said you couldn't. You yeah, could just be like, I don't know, he disappeared, man. There's no, what, what are you going to tell me? Witches our, got him. Our boy news guy is right. Yeah, look at me. I'm the captain now. Those are the vibe. Like, those, that John yeah. Tyler was the first somalian pirate <laughs> Crazy. oh my god uh smp wins again okay um is that but real have, where, where was that fun fact Lofty? favorite presidential you, you catch fact, that one? after garfield got shot in mid-august the doctors insisted that he be fed rectally and he received beef bouillon egg yolk milk whiskey and drops of opium did not know that. I'm down uh, to butt chug some opium, but I don't know why anybody wants to stuff egg yolks up there. <laughs> However, SMP, I did know that like if if that happened to him today, he probably would have been back in office in like a week. You just you die from anything back then. Yeah. And also, do you know what the do you know what the likelihood of getting assassinated was back then if you were a president? Like Hi. So you, do you Dude, they were able to just like walk up to him and shoot him I'm back saying. in the day. Somebody just walked up to Roosevelt, shot him. He lived. Uh, McKinley just got shot. Garfield shot. I, Kennedy's a little bit different because we did it. But all, all, all well, at least the, Kennedy's from distance. Yeah, right. McKinley, McKinley just got. That is so crazy to think. Link, that, Lincoln got one in Lincoln, a theater. Lincoln was just watching a play. <laughs> yeah. So by, so by what, like the mid, by, by the late 1800s, four of them just got, or three of them were just killed and there hadn't even been that many of them. I would rather die than have to butt chug egg yolks, milk and beef bouillon. <laughs> the opium was probably great. It probably made the experience a lot better. Uh, I'm going to say this now and it's going to be horrid, but uh, the experience of those egg yolks coming back out is probably pretty gross. Pretty good. Hopefully they didn't put ketchup on them, huh? Uh, well, I mean, uh, that well, no, uh, none of it's good. But the consistency <laughs> of the egg yolks coming back out is probably not pretty good, unappealing. Yeah. No, even even in the eighties, though, like Reagan just Reagan got shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were. It was a dangerous job. Jordan, do you have to butt chug that kale salad? Is that why it's so good? Well, you know where you know the term like oh, just I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. Yeah, that comes from people doing it as a medical procedure, where they would oh. blow tobacco smoke up people's assholes to get them to revive them. I think the first instance was somebody drowned, and they're like, "Oh, do it." Hold they, on, I'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> He's blowing tobacco smoke up that dude's dump. Come on, what are we probably, doing here? Probably using one of those things that you you, you use <laughs> on a fire. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. No, I think it's just you hit you. And you just pry open the cheeks. 
They're like, Johnny, it's your turn again. He's like, oh, I did last week. <laughs> oh, my All gosh. Right. Anyway. Want to talk to the What are the farts like after that? Just little, <laughs> poof, little clouds? That'd be brutal, man. Although I mean, I, some like hickory smoked farts would be pretty interesting. Although I suppose, depending on who the uh, lifeless patient was, your job as the smoke blower could be easier than others. Yeah, yeah. Until they're actually gonna die and just like defecate all over <laughs> you, just expel. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it didn't work. <laughs> uh, anyway, the Bulls, the Chicago Bulls. Yes, yes. Um. Wow. Well, the Bulls, Zach Levine, I wish, they, Patrick... I wish they weren't popular right now so that we could like casually get back to this. But they're know. getting heavy ownership. Well, Patrick Williams is expect. I think we got a report during the show that he's out a couple weeks. He's definitely out. His point so. two fantasy points per minute will be sorely missed. But no, <laughs> what's up? What's up? <laughs> oh, that's a great joke, man. That's a great joke. From who? If they fed Garfield lasagna that way, you wouldn't have died. That's a great joke. <laughs> S&P's on a heater today, huh? That's a great joke. Oh, Garfield lasagna jokes. That hit me. That's pretty good, man. That's pretty okay, good. Okay, Bulls. I, I, I can handle this now. We're good. Sports whiz. This convo is why I'm going to like the video. Appreciate it, man. Hey, five games late. We're having five. Look, it's morning. We got we to spice it up a little bit, you know? We do. But, uh. Yeah, like Patrick Williams on a per-minute basis, his absence is whatever, but you're taking minutes out. You're already missing the Zach Levine minutes. Uh, Desunmu is getting a lot of ownership. Vooch is getting a lot. Against also just a bad Toronto team. Kobe White's getting 25%. DeRozan, 18%. Caruso in the double digits, low double digits at 10%. That's five players right there, though, all of whom are in the starting lineup getting double-digit ownership for the Bulls today. I have a ton of this team and it's the it's the starters. I, I don't know how you get away from it. They all project very well. The guy that I have the most of at this moment is actually Vooch. He's in 64% of my stuff. We're talking 1.2 to 1.25 fantasy points per minute, playing like 34 minutes a night. He is the guy that I want to get to here more than anything else. Um, but I have 25% of DeRozan, who's 18% owned, 38% of Kobe White, who's 25% owned, 38% of Desunmu, who's 42% owned. So like, I'm right around that optimal rate, which feels good. And I'm still getting to Caruso, who's playing, he's playing really big minutes while he's healthy right now. I'm begging for them to trade him to the Thunder right now. That is my new, I'm trying to put that one out into the world. I want to get Alex Caruso to the Thunder at the deadline. Okay. He looks good too, though. I got 16%. He's 10% owned. Those those five dudes are making up a pretty sizable chunk of ownership, and they should. We're getting a ton of Ayodesumu in the Sims right now. A ton. They're the second most owned team behind the Knicks. Point guard, shooting guard eligibility there. We're just getting a lot of the Bulls in general. Yeah. In this first yeah. Sims run. I mean, a lot. And I think you have to. It looks good. I'm, and I'm surprised too, because it's not like it's a great matchup. Yeah, it's not perfect, but also, like, what's what's Toronto's defensive rating since we've seen all of these trades? I mean, they're twentieth on the season, so it's not going to be better. Yeah. It's not going to be better getting rid of OG Ananobi. Not at all. And I mean, look, the Bulls without Zach Levine are still six point favorites. That gives you a decent a decent peek into what type of Toronto team we're looking at here, right? 
despite it not being a pace up spot, two twenty seven and a half total. So, yeah, it's it's a good spot. I mean, there's only five games, and then you get to this Philly game. We can close it out with this. By the way, what are your? Uh, give me a prize picks play for today. Was it Jalen? Was it? Did you go Jalen Brown over PRA or points? PRA, Jalen Brown over PRA, Pascal Siakam over PRA. Okay. Make sure to check Josh's videos out on the Odd Shopper channel too. They are uh, very solid videos. He gets them out in a timely, consistent manner every day. A type of check stuff them out on my Twitter feed too, where they're edited slightly that also include highlights of the player. Oh yeah, you, you're putting that work in recently. I am. I appreciate it. I am. Uh, also. 100% first match deposit bonus on prize picks, number one. Number two, Josh, did you know that you get a full month of everything we have at Odd Shopper? All of our plus EV plays, the lineup builder for prize picks with all plus EV legs and all of that. Um, and it's built no. too, it's built too, where if there's like a free square or something, it automatically builds that into your lineup, gives you the uh, the expected, the XROI on it, gives you, you know, the expected value, all of that stuff. Straight yeah. in the parlay bill. It's $50 a month. You're getting it for free. You're getting the 100% first match deposit bonus up to 100 bucks plus our entire uh, the Odd Shopper premium Discord. You're getting all of the plus EV plays, all of the pick em builders for prize pick, sleeper, underdog, you name it. It's a pretty neat deal. And the link is in the description, Josh. Hell of a deal. Hell of a deal. You guys should be playing prize picks, using Odd Shopper, watching my videos. You're going to get a shit ton of plays every single day. If it's just NBA, you'll get a shit ton. If you include everything else, you'll get even more. It's a no-brainer right now. I I, I gave out uh, Scotty Barnes under six and a half assists this morning on the process show as well. Just popping up Odd Shopper when I see something that looks weird. Pull it up, see what's out there. Give out the plays to the people. Yeah, man. And uh cool thing about it is unlike a traditional parlay, if you do like a five player lineup, if you hit four or five, you still two X your money. If you hit three or five, you still get money back. If you go five of five, you 10 X. If you go six of six and you want to play a six player flex play card, uh, that's 25 X. So yeah, man, good stuff. Check it out. Link in the description and in chat. And Josh, real quick, before we get to this last game, I asked, uh, I asked our guys to get us a link for bet three, six, five. So people could take advantage of it. They just launched in Indiana. So mm -hmm. now it's New Jersey. Virginia, Colorado, uh, Iowa, Indiana, Virginia, Kentucky, and Louisiana. All those North states. Ca North Carolina coming in a month and a half. Yeah, man. Those are bet five. Oh, and Ohio. Bet five, get 150 bucks in bonus bets. Just, that's it. You deposit five, you bet five, you get 150 in bonus bets. So if you feel left out, you're not in prize picks territory like myself but you're in one of those states. Indiana just launched this. It won't be around forever, this promo. Uh, link's down there. I threw it down there for you guys. Bet five, get 150. Whether you win or lose your bet, you got to be 21 years or older to gamble. And if you have a gambling problem, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. However, it is a solid, solid, sweet deal. Five into 150, just like that. All right, we wrap it up with a tough game here. Philadelphia, three and a half point dogs, 236 total in Golden State. Sixers playing their second leg of a back-to-back. Which, if Embiid and Maxi play, won't really matter because they didn't play yesterday. But I just have no—I really, when it comes to Embiid, I have no idea. I have no idea if he's going to play. Um, you know, he's with the team, Josh. Yeah. Right, like they're on a three right now. There's the third leg of a road trip. I don't know how long the road trip is, but uh, or a fourth leg, right? Fourth leg because they played Indiana. 
He was scratched in Denver. Right. So this is the West Pussy. Coast road trip. And he hurt himself during warm-up. So I don't really know how much this means. But well, how about this? If Embiid plays, yeah, at his current price point, you mentioned it a few minutes ago. If he plays 12,000, nobody else is above, no one else is even 10K or no, like it's Embiid and then a steep drop off down to the next most expensive player. What do we do with him here if he's if he plays and he's just good to go? I don't want to say that you don't play him because it sounds stupid when I say it like that, but like you don't play him. I don't have any. I projected him for 35 minutes, 63 fantasy points, 1.8 fantasy points per minute in this spot. Like if you can figure out a way to build a lineup with him, I don't hate it. There's no one else on the slate that's even close to what he does. I mean, I have him eight points clear of Jalen Brunson and AD right now. And that's, you know, like it could be a pessimistic projection at least a little bit too. 12K is just really t difficult on this slate, especially like just having no confidence in his health. What if we start seeing though that some of these guys are getting ruled out like in mass? Well, it depends who it, it is. Like if Embiid is in, you're really not going to like all that much from Philadelphia no matter what. No, for sure. I'm no, no, no. I'm saying if the rest of, the slate starts seeing significant players get ruled out, which is possible. Then value potentially opens up where you could comfortably play Joel Embiid. But the problem there is he's an island game at 1030 tonight. So like, we might not even know. No, so no. And then might... you're, and then if, like, if you have him and he gets ruled out, you're swapping off of Embiid to get to what exactly? Cause you That's have a 12 K mean. center locked up somehow. No, you're swapping off to get, First of all, if you're doing it, you have to make sure he's in a utility spot. Like I, yeah. I just don't see any, any good path. Kurt, tell me if you think I'm wrong here, but I no. don't see any good path to locking him in the center. And then the best alternative you have is going from like 12 K Embiid down to a 5,700 read or $6,200 no. Draymond green. Like no, you need, you need to be able to get to Steph. That's exactly where I'm going with this. He's, he's yeah. the only He's the only, in my opinion, viable pivot there where you go, all right, I'm not totally burning my lineup. Yeah, it, it's the only thing that you could really, or, or Maxi, I guess, but like that's not the, the different Maxi point might here. not play though. Maxi right, might not play. Exactly. So, and even if he's in, I got him in for 37 minutes. He's 2% owned. I don't, I'm not all that interested in Maxi. We got Harris pulling ownership. Uh, Tobias Harris is not 22% to be optimal today. That's not a real thing. Um, but, like he's the guy you get to, I guess, if everybody's out. But I don't know his status. He didn't play yesterday. No, he did. He did play yesterday. Maxi didn't play yesterday, right? Yes. But we only Maxie, got like twenty minutes out of Harris or out of Tobias Harris, right? Maxi and Embiid were out. Harris was ruled in. You know, like six o'clock or something. He played yeah. twenty minutes. Yep, twenty minutes. Which is interesting because he was dealing with an illness. It, it makes you wonder. Like, was he not? Was he not 100%? I know that game ended up blowing out, but let, let's see Let's see how much Harris played in the first half because that game was essentially tied at halftime. He played for like 12 minutes in the first half. Yeah. So he was really only pacing 20, like six minutes or something, 27 yeah. minutes. I gave him 34 and I still didn't get a single share. If everybody's in, like he just doesn't look the same as if one of those guys are out. What would you want to do with Paul Reed if Embiid sits? 
I don't know, nothing probably is my guess. Let me look at it. He's north of a fantasy point per minute guy. On I mean, he, he's solid. He's like, he'll play like you put him in for like 26 minutes. It's like a 28 and a half fantasy point projection at five fifty seven hundred. He's like a five X play. See, like I think a, you, I think you for sure put him in for more than 26. He doesn't ever do that. Yes, he does. He averages 26 minutes to start. Yeah, but not recently. He played 42 minutes two games ago with NBA. I'm not saying that every once in a while he doesn't do that shit, but every once no, in a no, while no. they then just make it become Mo Bamba. Let's know what I'm saying, though. Before this game blew out yesterday, Paul Reed played 24 minutes through the – he played, dude, 24 minutes through the first 20 – Look at those rotations, yeah. dude. Yeah, but they're also missing Maxi Embiid and DeAnthony Melton in this scenario, too. Well, Melton's already out. 25.7 minutes in this 10 starts this season. I hear you. I'm just saying things change and we've... You can't... You're, no, if you're projecting him for not 26 minutes, you're probably doing it wrong. All right. But what... If you want to go to 27, the... that's fine. He's a solid enough value play. At no, like no, no, no. I hear you. I'm just salary. asking, what difference does Maxi make? What do you mean? Like, the more sh really extra shitty guys you got to put on the floor, the more you want to play the guys that are always already a part of your rotation. Right. But I mean, it's basically just Reed and Bamba getting those minutes. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be. That could very easily be Marcus Morris against Golden State. That could very easily be Nick Matum at the five against Golden State. That could be Tobias Harris at the five against Golden State. All right. All right. I would project him for 26 minutes. He would be a reasonable play that you would Unless you get that information before eight o'clock, it will be basically meaningless to you. Five X your salary, Paul Reed, when you only have two gate or two teams to swap to won't matter. That's the problem. This game is two hours after the only other game. I don't, I don't really know how to proceed with something like this. Like if to, how do you even position yourself for late swap options? If Embiid and Maxi don't play. The the real thing is, it might not matter all that much. Because Patrick Beverly's already 5,400. Like, even if you're boosting up his minutes, he's already sort of where he belongs in that scenario. We've had Embiid and Maxi out for a couple games, enough that, like, we've seen these guys rebound in price. Maxi's missed the last two. Embiid's missed the last two. Tobias Harris has missed, missed the two previous to this most recent game. So you've seen these prices get juiced a little bit more. Like if you got them both out early, then you're going to Tobias Harris in a big way. You're paying closer attention to Patrick Beverly or Nick Batum. You're probably trying to get to like Daniel House a little bit more as a value play. They don't look that great. Like Ubre is already 6,400. He's a 0.85 guy anyway. They don't look all that good. They don't. What about the Warriors then? We can wrap it up with this. And by the way, appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Always a fun show. 150 likes, five game slate. It's a tough slate. It's a really, it's a difficult slate right now. I mean, there. by the way, DeJounte Murray participated in shoot around. I think Hunter did too. Did I, did I read that correctly? I don't know. Did you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll see where that takes us. What about the Warriors? 
44% own Draymond Green is kind of interesting here. Um, I think we are a little heavy on the 40% optimal, but power forward center looks good. He's a fantasy point per minute dude normally. Um, seems to be back in terms of playing big minutes. Last time out for the Warriors, Draymond played 46 minutes in that double OT game. So, you know, you can get upwards over 30 pretty easily. I gave him 32. We have him in for uh, a little over 33. And then you get to Kaminga, who I think is the actual best play from Golden State, 32% owned. 1.05 to 1.1 fantasy point per minute guy. He's pretty firmly at 30 minutes now, a night, 5,800 small forward power forward. He, to me, is the easiest guy to get to from Golden State. And he's the guy that I have in an overwhelming majority of my lineups. For sure. Uh, Derek said, thoughts on $5,400 DeAndre Hunter? He's been out for like 13 games. That's... Yeah. To me, to me, it's he's unplayable. Yeah. He's just been out for a long time. I mean, it's so hard to believe that he'd be able to do enough here. I know it's a, a big total game. I know they're favorites. They have a really high total. But this was a knee injury, Josh. This wasn't like a wrist injury. This is a lower body knee injury. Yeah. I, I only, like I said, I only gave him, I only gave him 20 minutes. We went yeah. more than that, but I think that'll come down. Yeah, I would say anywhere from like 20 to 24 is is a reasonable range, but that's yeah. still not enough. Yeah, I'm not playing him at 24 either. That's what I mean. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. No. They have no incentive to bring him back like that. They suck, and I don't think he's going to be on the team moving forward in February. They just need him to be healthy enough that they can trade him. Should we they're, trading, they're trading somebody because they have major tax concerns coming in next year, so they got to get ahead of it. Should we hit some positions here before we go? Yeah. Let's do it. All right, we'll start it off at point guard. Uh, and I'll I'll point this out to you as well before we get started. In our boom bust tool, highest leveraged point guard right now is Murray. But that's just because I, I would assume some of that is because we have – well, actually, I don't know. I mean, we have him at 5.8% ownership. If he plays, that's got to come up, right? I think he's under-owned, if that helps. So do I. I mean, it's still I it's still a fantastic spot. And yeah, Trey Young's 9,800 now. Don't get me wrong, Trey Young's been great. But Murray might actually if Murray really does come in at low owner ownership like that, you're probably not putting him in the bucket as one of your top point guards. But if he plays and he's fine, that's very low ownership. He's a he's a nice GPP pivot. He's a little bit too expensive for the game, but on a five-game slate, that kind of creates something for you. I think the best option that you can get to here is either Kobe White or Jalen Brunson. What about shooting guard? It's a great question. What about shooting guard? For shooting guard, it's, I mean, DiVincenzo by a mile is the yeah. clear cut number one. There is no argument to say it's anybody else. If you want the value of Grimes, I think that's there as well. Although he's probably, you can, you know, give him as a center, a small forward answer if you want to. Uh, Clay Thompson, GPP pivot. I don't mind that at nine and a half percent owned. Man, it is kind of crazy though. At the at the shooting guard position, you have three guys right now that we have projected on a five game slate for forty percent ownership: Divincenzo, Grimes, and Ayodele with the MPE. All of them have MPE as well. Yeah, that's small forward: Divincenzo, Grimes, Josh Hart, all forty three percent owned or more. Yeah, significant. Bruce Brown getting twenty plus percent at shooting guard, small forward too. So yeah, yeah that's pretty crazy. What are you doing at small forward? Uh, I mean, it's Steven Chenzo, Grimes, and Hart in a big way. I can't, I don't, yeah, basically. I just don't see how you can get away from those dudes. Um, 
I like Torian Prince at 3,700 as like a get different value play. It's not going to be a fun one. He's terrible, 0.6 fantasy points per minute. But maybe you get one of those guys out for the Lakers and it feels a little bit better. I'd say the guy that I have my eye on most for GPPs, uh, Clay Thompson fits that bill again. Jalen Brown, 8K, only 5% owned. I like him in GPPs. Power forward's a little bit more difficult. I mean, Draymond looks good. Uh, Anthony Davis, I would assume, is one of those guys that you've got your eye on here as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's Kaminga again. It's Josh Hart again. I think Jalen Johnson is the best play that's not getting any ownership today because he's 3% owned. I have him grading out as a very, very different option to that. Um, I think Draymond is massively over-owned in this spot, but we can talk about that later if he's still 44%. Uh, if we're looking, the, the true GPP play for me is Jalen Johnson. The true priorities are Hart and Kaminga. All right, let's wrap it up. Center position. As always, just pulling up the boom bust tool here, looking at where our leverage is, what these optimal scores are. Um, usually it's a super deep position. There are still some plays here, don't get me wrong, and several of these guys have MPE, but we have no idea about Joel Embiid right now. Uh, aside from that, who do we who do we start looking at as, hey, great, like Vooch is one of those guys that you're definitely going to be getting a lot of today. Dre yeah. has the eligibility. Davis has eligibility there. Um, who else? Vooch, AD, and Draymond are soaking up a lot of it. I don't really have anybody else that I think is like a sneak play other than Embiid. Right. And we have no idea. Yeah, and I assume he's just more owned than whatever we have by default. And it's not like a testament of our ownership or anything. It's just, it's very easy if someone knows that Joel Embiid is playing on a five-game slate, like the average user playing one to five lineups to click on Joel Embiid's name is much easier than I, I think that it, than it gets modeled. And like what I'm saying is like, he, he we show two and he might be five or six. But like relatively speaking, I think he's a big time casual play on a five gamer. I mean, there's a real possibility that Horford and Cornette are out again today. Yeah. Uh, Por Porzingis has power forward center eligibility against the Indiana Pacers. He's pulling like 5% right now. I think that, you know, 10% optimal positive leverage makes sense here. I know that you're playing alongside Tatum and, and Brown and Holiday, but what do you make of Porzingis if he really does just go vastly overlooked on a five game slate? I have him pretty sizably under-owned. I have 10% of him right now, and I wouldn't mind grabbing a little bit more just based on the way that the slate came out. Walker Kessler is the other guy that I'm getting a little bit over the field on. Hey, follow Josh at Josh Ingham and myself at Lafay underscore D on the Twitters, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. And thank you, as always, Jordan Klein, for producing this one. Well, good stuff fun. as always, man. Good stuff as always. I'll be back with you on Thursday. I got some NFL stuff to handle tomorrow lame yeah you and greg i would assume be doing that one we got deeper dive by before lock tonight so be sure to come back hang out with us going to be a lot of news so you're going to be one of, you're going to want to be glued to the screen for tonight despite it being such a short slate appreciate you guys hanging out as always hit that thumbs up on your way out the door subscribe to the channel and we'll see you back here for the next one peace time to go butt chugs